If Darth Vader lived in America, where would he live? The Empire State Building. Ah. Thank you for tuning into American Dispatches once again. This is the news entertainment podcast that provides you a snapshot of the most impactful stories from home and abroad, helping you to stay informed, invest more wisely, and, well, honestly, just sound smarter than your dumb friends. I'm your host, Vic. I've traveled to 105 countries, hold a BA in international relations, an NBA, and been a contributor to Soldier Fortune magazine. Now, that was in the pursuit of knowledge and American stories worth telling. That is what we try to bring you here every day. Today, we're going to cover the top five news in five, as well as discuss a Increasingly important topping, as Biden has announced the troop withdrawal, total troop withdrawal from Afghanistan, lawmakers are starting to wonder what's going to happen to Afghans left behind, specifically the 17,000 of them that have applied for visas to come to America that have not yet been approved. It's a busy day like most. Let's get to it. Post-Brexit, Brits face their most patriotic challenge in a generation. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. Experts tell the public they must drink 124 pints this summer in order to save the nation's food and beverage industry. That says a public service campaign is coming out as experts have agreed that the industry needs $25.6 billion in order to boost a return to pre-pandemic levels. That translates to pub goers needing to drink 124 pints this summer or 122 glasses of wine. Posters being propped up, advocating with such slogans that your local pub needs you and the average pub will need each customer to spend an additional 382 pounds this year to combat the impact that COVID has had on the sector. Thank you for doing your bit. Now, the math works out when you factor in the 52 million Residents within the UK and that the amount needed doesn't just apply to, to drinkers, though. They're saying that if you don't drink, they're also suggesting that can people can eat 976 packets of crisps or 40 roast dinners at the bar. Much like they did when Churchill famously asked his countrymen to rise to the occasion and fight the Nazis, young Brits are doing their patriotic duty. Except this time, instead of fighting Nazis on the beaches, they're just going to go out and get hammered. An Oxford University report finds that armies of fake social media accounts have been used to prop up and boost China's rise on Twitter. This is after a seven-month investigation by the Oxford Internet Institute, which is the Department of Oxford University, found that many tweets and retweets of Chinese diplomats when covering or discussing foreign policy issues have been essentially propped up by tens of thousands of fake Chinese accounts. The Institute identified 26,879 accounts that managed to retweet nearly 200,000 times before getting suspended. Now, it's not possible to independently verify if the accounts were created by a government entity or not, or who's behind this. But to retaliate, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has reminded China that he can always unleash his secret weapon that many world leaders fear, Donald Trump's Twitter account. All he's got to do is push a button, and the Donald's back. Iran's former hardline president, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, is going to be running again in the Iranian June election. This has been formally announced, although there was some speculation about it, because he didn't get the formal blessing from some of the Iran's hardline clerics. He's going to be running anyway. 
Now, if you remember Ahmadinejad, he was Iranian president during much of the Bush administration. He had some pretty um, famous quotes, some of them uh, to do with questioning the Holocaust, as well as stating that homosexuality was just a phenomenon that just didn't exist in Iran. The U.S. and Western powers are highly concerned with the potential rise and resurgence of this far-right leader. Small autocratic leaders with Napoleon complexes around the world, however, have rejoiced. He's a, he's a tiny, tiny guy. Tesla is backing away from Bitcoin in a huge blow to the cyber currency. That's as they've suspended vehicle purchases using Bitcoin due to, quote, climate change concerns. Bitcoin fell over 10% after the tweet, as well as Tesla's shares have dropped as well. Now, you might remember that back in March, Tesla faced a different type of criticism as they bought over $1.5 billion of the world's biggest digital currency. They've apparently backtracked as this past week, Musk has tweeted that we are, quote, concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal, which has the world's worst emissions of any fuel, Musk wrote adding that he thinks cryptocurrency is a good idea, but this cannot be coming at the expense of the environment. Now, critics were quick to point out that there was a little bit of hypocrisy here as obviously fossil fuels are used in the manufacture of any conventional currency, not the least of which paper. This has led many Northern Californian economists to suggest that Tesla's cars should only be purchased with patchouli, granola, and some type of eco-friendly tofu currency. In the wake of Colonial Pipeline cyber attack, President Biden signs an executive order requiring new security protocol for government entities and contractors. The detail order basically issues strict deadlines for government agencies to tighten cybersecurity as well as contractors in the next several days. Some of the, the new guidelines include uh, adopting multi-factor identification login systems, accelerate moves to, quote, cloud and zero trust frameworks, designate which unclassified data is too sensitive to be kept in network storage and so on. Now, if you remember, as I'm sure most of you know, the Colonial Pipeline supplies about 45% of fuels to the East Coast. It shut down, created a backlog at gas stations and potential security issues. In a panic, sources close to the matter have said that the Colonial Pipeline managers did most likely pay a $5 million ransom in order to provide the codes necessary to get the system back online. Now, this has inspired nerds everywhere to launch their own cyber attacks. Because let's face it, Star Wars fan gear and Fortnite skins aren't free. I mean, mom, juice. All right, on to the main segment today. One lawmaker, Representative Michael Waltz, he's a former Green Beret out of Florida. A Republican has been grilling the new administration on on what they plan to do with the over 17,000 Afghans who have already applied for special visas to come to the U.S. Now, these Afghans and their family members have been working with U.S. forces in Afghanistan and obviously fear immediate reprisals from the Taliban should they take power. Well, it said at a special congressional hearing that we need to get these people out adding that he said any U.S. partner forces their face to, quote, death sentence with the US, when the U.S. leaves. Now, David Halvey, he's the acting assistant defense secretary for the Indo-Pacific uh, Theater, was asked about the Biden administration's plans for the tens of thousands of Afghans who, have, who would face direct retribution. Halvey said the Pentagon would be able to the, uh, evacuate 
if they were requested, haven't done so yet because right now the administration is, quote, focusing on a peaceful outcome in Afghanistan. Now, legitimate security fears on vetting does needs to need to be done, but lawmakers are at least advocating for some type of move to a third party country. Some of these uh, evacuees could be sent to a U.S. base in one of the stands in neighboring area to at least go through the vetting process safely. It should be pointed out that the, the blatant hypocrisy here, the Biden administration is talking about potential security issues, which again are legitimate. But just to put this in perspective, if they were so worried about security issues, U.S. Border Patrol last month alone apprehended 178,622 foreign nationals at the southern border in April. Waltz is just trying to get 17,000 visas approved. That in mind, the entire Republican half of Congress has responded that we are focusing on a peaceful outcome to gang violence and perpetual unrest in Central America. Why it's been so difficult, clearly politics here. It's reminiscent of the South Vietnamese that were evacuated in Saigon. And I think that's something that the administration potentially might face in Kabul if they don't get with the program much more quickly. Now, it should be mentioned that 17,000, these are just people who have actually applied for visas that have worked directly with the U.S. This is not counting the millions of Afghans that will otherwise be facing some type of reprisal from the Taliban. The women who have set up schools, the young girls who are going to school there, those who have advocated for a a more liberal government, it's going to be bad news bears when the 3,500 troops pull out. It might take weeks, might take months, but certainly you will be seeing Afghans unfortunately paraded out and executed by the Taliban, much like you did with ISIS when the Obama administration previously pulled out of Iraq without leaving any type of protocol in place to protect those people. So this is something serious, something to look out for, and something that we will no doubt be covering in the next several months. I'll end that with Waltz's last statement on the matter. He says, when the last soldier goes wheels up, we've essentially handed those people a death sentence. And that is all we have for today, folks. As always, the world is an exciting, badass place. Stay informed. You can do so here by tuning in on Apple or the Google Play Store. Till next time, vaya con Dios, America.